guys, we did it. We've launched the first episode. It has almost 100 downloads today, Sunday, after only two days or like more than 48 hours uh, being launched, which I'm dead excited for. Like I wasn't expecting anything like that. So I'm very, very grateful for each download, each play and each message I've had. Um, I am pre-recording, it's Sunday, pre-recording because my parents are arriving tomorrow and I'm dead excited. So obviously I want to have the week to enjoy with them and I'm praying that the little girl might arrive this week or next week. So I want to have something ready so I don't have to worry about it. Uh, I actually have a little bit of a plan on what we're going to talk about today. I've got my raspberry leaf tea here close to hand. I've got a little book I want to talk to you about and we're just gonna get going, but first, Little life update. I mean, I have been told this before, people prefer to be in labor than to have a toothache, but I never had a toothache, so I never quite understood that, but now I do. Yesterday, I was in so much pain. I went to the emergency dentist. I'm now on antibiotics. They finally kicked in, so I'm back in business and ready to just crack on and do my thing. So I've been cleaning the house top to bottom today. It's all ready so that tomorrow my mom is impressed. <laughs> and yeah, I'm ready to record the second episode and I'm dead excited. We're just gonna talk about all things motivation, false negative beliefs, and we might touch a little bit at the end on little things our partners do that actually annoy us. And I've had a f quite a few funny ones coming through my Instagram because I've put a question box. So let's get going, let's start this podcast. There's quite a few things I want to talk about and I wanna keep it short and sweet and as always unedited. So one of the things that a lot of people said to me when they messaged me about the podcast was that they kind of didn't know how I did it all because obviously I share a lot on social media and I seem to always be on the go, which it's not really true. I, I often sit on the sofa, scroll on my phone and my son is watching TV. Let's be real, we all do that and there's nothing wrong with it. But I get it, like I always find new things to do and I always find the time to do it around like a full-time job, a toddler, a house to deal with and I still have my little small Etsy shop. But um, like now, obviously I'm on maternity leave, so it's completely different. I have all the time in the world for this podcast, so I just need to find a little gap during my day and record it and that's it. But I am not worried at all about the time I go back to work to when I have to do this around my job, my two kids, my husband and my house. Because when it's something I truly enjoy, I make time for it. And um, that's why I wanted to touch on motivation versus discipline and um, consistency. And it's all because of a book I'm actually reading at the moment. It's called Winning by Tim Grover. And um, he trained like um, Michael Jordan and Kobe and all of that. Like he trained the big guy. So we just talked about how people that win, and this isn't in just sports or anything, but people that want to win and want to be successful, how they are. And it literally talks about motivation, like that doesn't really mean anything. And he is so right. I'm going to read the quote that literally stuck to my head all day after I read it. It says, motivation is for those who haven't decided whether to commit to their goals or how much time, effort and life they're willing to invest to achieve them. And it's literally that. You can have all the motivation in the world, but if you don't commit to what you want to do, you'll never get there. The motivation will eventually disappear. So what you have to have is 
discipline and being consistent, which is what I think I'm quite good at. <laughs> like I'm on maternity leave and I still use my planner every day. I plan what I do for my Instagram. I plan what I do for the podcast. I plan what I do for my house. I plan what I do for my Etsy shop if I have any um, sales. You know, I just, I'm a planner and that gives me the discipline I need and the, the consistency I need to do stuff like this. So it's, I just wanted to touch a little bit on that just because I feel like that's what makes the difference on everyone. You can really have the desire of starting something new and have the motivation to start something new. But if you don't know where you want to go with it, um, it doesn't have to be a big goal or a very long-term goal. But if you don't know at least what your aim is with it, you're just not going to get anywhere because motivation simply isn't enough. You'll have those days where you're tired. You'll have those days where you want to give up because you don't see any results because often like you don't see any results immediately. It's a slow thing. It's slow growth with anything like going to the gym. So being consistent and sticking with it and, and believing in your goals and believing in yourself and putting aside all the fear of being judged of what people are going to think about you, etc., etc. that I've talked about in my first episode is literally the main thing more than having motivation. So you literally just have to grab a pen and paper Figure out what is that you want to do that you really enjoy and that you have a vision and then set your goals as little as they might be, but set your goals so you can have a strategy so that you're consistent, so that you have discipline and that you are committed more than anything else, because then you'll just build habits. And another really good book is... Um, Atomic Habits. It shows you how you can create habits and then just obviously be consistent with anything in your life. So it's literally that. You just need to create habits. You need to create a routine, something that's quite natural to you and flows that even when you don't have the motivation, you still do it because it's just part of you and part of your day-to-day -day life. So yeah, that's literally how I fit in a lot of the things that I like to do and that I do at the moment and it doesn't mean that I get less time with my son or my husband or my family when they come around it just means that when I have for example when I have now my parents around I'll just work around them and I'll work around what we're going to do and if I have to just sit down and go through some bits after everyone goes to bed I'll do that it's all about also sacrifice um, but if again if you have a goal set you literally will do it because you know that this will pay off in the end. So that is like, for me, the most important thing. And I'm so glad I realized that because before, and even when I started New Skin two years ago, I didn't have any of this. I had motivation and I kind of wanted to do it, but I was never consistent. I failed numerous times. I started and restarted the business. And now I feel like I have a system. I actually believe I can do it because I am consistent with it. And it literally just changes your life. So have a look into that. If it's something you're interested, maybe buy this book because it's really, really good. And if you're from Portugal and if you're listening from Portugal, I have checked and they have it there in Portuguese. So it's, it's a really good read. I'm only halfway through, but it's really a good read. And this leads me also to the next subject, which is false negative beliefs. And basically, these are things that you, and not things, they're thoughts you have that will limit your actions or, you know, your dreams even. And um, I 
wasn't aware of this before. <sighs> Hold on, I've got to catch my breath. This baby is squeezing my lungs. Bloody hell. Anyway, it's something I didn't realize before, but if you think about it, it makes total sense. So things you go through in life, even when you were a teenager or a kid, will stick with you for many, many years. Um, I have some, and those things that happen literally created false negative beliefs that I had up until very recently. Um, so let's travel back in time. <laughs> I was bullied since I was very little. So obviously back then you didn't call bullying, did you? People were just making fun of you. Um, picture me. I was very, I need to post a picture of me on Instagram to, for you guys to relate with this. But like, I was, I was skinny. I, very skinny. I wore glasses. So I was called four eyes. Um, and I was, uh, at the time, I, I think I was kind of an introvert and I was very shy because I was mummy's and daddy's girl. So I didn't have a, a lot of confidence at seven years old. I don't know. I mean, a lot of kids nowadays do have, I've noticed, but I didn't. Uh, so obviously I was a target and that lasted for years. It started like with minimal things. Obviously they're calling me four eyes and just calling me spaghetti because I was too skinny, stuff like that, you know. And then obviously I obviously started growing, teenage years, went to high school. And obviously the thing with where I live, Madeira Island, is that it's very a very small environment. So basically you start school with a group of friends and it follows you for years. So it followed me from, I'm, I'm saying grade one because that's how it is in Portugal. So don't relate this to anything here in the UK or whatever you're listening from. But like from grade one to year nine, and that's literally nine years, I had the same group of colleagues. I, I wouldn't call them friends. I had the same group of colleagues um, and people that actually lived near my house. So I was made fun of. I was, it was just... It was just intense, you know, I could go on about it, but I don't really like talking about it. Uh, but those things that they used to say to me back then really kind of had a weight on me when I went um, to college um, and eventually when I went to uni as well. And I think it was when I went to uni that things changed a little bit. Uh, but during college and, and high school or whatever, um, I, again, didn't have any confidence in myself. Like, I would go on nights out with friends. I would always be left out on the side whilst they were just hanging on with a bunch of other friends or just, you know, having one-night stands with someone random. Obviously, I'm glad I didn't do any of that. But it caused me even more insecurities. And it was all because of people, things that people used to say to me, normally boys, um, also a few girls, some of them that lived near my house and would walk past my house almost every day and would make fun of me even when I was at home. So you can imagine how that really gets into your head and how it can really affect your personality and your confidence and your self-love in the future. And um, a few years ago, I spoke to my husband about this and I actually told him, I'm really not sure how I became who I, was to, who I am today because I, everything that happened actually... I could be a lot more or a lot less confident. Um, I wouldn't be doing any of this, you know. I don't know. It was just, I don't really know how I became this confident, 
um, woman that believes in herself and that she goes for it and uh, just doesn't care what people say. I really don't know how it happened, but I'm very, very glad it did. But for a long period of time, everything that people said to me back then, made I believed for years. And so I didn't have that confidence. I had I was insecure. I didn't think I was pretty enough. I didn't think I was good enough. It really has such an impact and it's something that people actually forget. So I want you to maybe think, is there anything that you don't love about yourself or is there anything that it's hard to believe about yourself that you can relate to something that happened to you in the past? Like, for example, you might feel you're not worthy because you never take the credit. Like if someone says, oh, you've done such a good job, well done, you wouldn't take the credit for that. I mean, it could be that if someone says, I love you and you feel unlovable, you know, just take some time to think about whatever is hard to believe about yourself and then be self-aware because I think that's what I did. I was self-aware. I knew why I felt that way. Um, I knew why those thoughts were kind of haunting me and I accepted the reason, but I kind of just moved forward and... Sometimes it requires forgiving someone and sometimes it just requires for you to completely ignore. I was going to say forget, but it's not forget because you don't forget. You just completely ignore it or you grab it and you use it as something that gives you strength to carry on and to be the best version of yourself ever. Things change and people grow. So eventually you will learn how to forgive or you'll learn not to forget and ignore. So it's just so important for us to know that those false negative beliefs exist and that we actually have them in our subcon subconscious, that's a difficult word to say, but we have it in our sub subconscious mind and they limit us every single day. So be self-aware of that. Use those things to turn your life upside down if you can. Like, get better every day, even if it's just like 0.5%. Find one thing, work on it. Find another thing tomorrow, work on it. But just don't sit back and watch life happen whilst you maybe feel sorry for yourself or don't believe in yourself. And I know how it is, it, like, I know how it's easier said than done. I know. Believe me, I know. But like, Life's short, you only have one, and you have to really literally make the most of it. So the more self-aware you are of the things that are limiting you, the more self-aware you are of why you aren't doing what you want to do and why uh, you aren't following your dreams or why are you not going for that job or whatever, like the more you're aware, the more you'll change, the better your life will be. So it's like a snowball effect and it just keeps going and going and going but in a very but like a very positive way gotta catch my breath again bloody hell honestly it's so hard to do a podcast when you're 38 weeks pregnant i know i like rapidly saying the changed subject there but like this is real life and edited everything but that's that's my thoughts on self negative belief and i do hope some of that made sense because I've been talking for quite a few minutes 
Um, and I really don't know what I've said anymore. So we're just going to get going. I feel like this was a bit heavy because I don't really like to talk about the things I went through back then. I mean, it's not bad compared to what a lot of people probably go through now or went through when they were a teenager. I was just called names. I was made fun of every single day by the same group of guys at school, but they were also my neighbors. So I was also made fun at home. So it was like a 24-7 type of thing. Not 24-7 because I would go to sleep, you know, but like it was like a daily thing. So obviously it was intense uh, and I don't really like to talk about it. Sorry, I had to catch my breath there again. But yeah, I don't really like to talk about it, but it really made me think when I heard about false negative beliefs, how those years in my life had a massive impact on my high school, college years. But then at uni, kind of everything changed because I found these incredible friends, actually two of my best friends that are still friends with me now. Friends with me? You know what I mean. We're still friends now after uni, it's been 12 years, they're in Portugal, well, one is in Portugal, one is in London, and I'm here in Blackpool, Fabiana and Katerina, I know you might be listening to this, but I know those two girls were the girls that made me change, and Katerina won't mind me saying this, but actually Fabiana was probably the main one, because she's just a fearless woman, she's insane, love her, but like she she made me grow a lot and she gave me the confidence I never had and she probably never know would never know this if she wasn't listening for uh, uh, oh god if she wasn't listening to the podcast but yeah it kind of gives you an idea of how all it takes is one person to kind of or two in this case to kind of change you and transform you into who you are now like I find that I'm so much more confident now and since my uni years I'm so much more confident um I'm I love myself so much more and I know it's thanks to them so anyway it's a lot of like mindset work uh, but it's also a lot of finding the right people for you and kind of being able to identify the negative ones and getting rid of them but maybe that's another subject for the next episode I'm gonna write that down okay it's done I won't forget now but yeah I think this was a very intense subject, so we're going to move on to a very light one, just to finish off in a very, very good mood. Um, This came up because literally an hour ago, me and my husband were about to have lunch, and I opened one of the kitchen drawers, and it was completely upside down. And it's simply because he had to take something out of that drawer, from the bottom of the drawer, and when he put it back, he literally just threw it in there on top of everything. And I was like, you know what? I should actually talk on the podcast about things that you do that annoy me. And he literally said, oh yeah, annoying things that my husband does. And guess what? We're talking about it. And I've actually put a question box on my Instagram. Um, But I literally started recording this almost straight away. So I don't have many. I've got quite a few and I can relate already to them. But let's talk. The reason also why this came up was because I think it was yesterday or the day before. He literally clipped his nails on the sink. And I went there a little while after. And there were still like the leftovers of his nails were still on the sink. I mean, yes, first, it's disgusting. And second, why? Why? Do, uh, tell me, please. If your partner does this, because it's it's one of the things that annoys me the most. He's quite good, to be fair. Like I've had someone here saying, 
washing by the basket, not inside. It doesn't really do that. I mean, the only thing it does, look, he did it this morning as well. He left this, he takes his socks off during the night and leaves them on the floor and he doesn't pick them up in the morning. That's one annoying thing. But, you know, it does put the laundry away. He pops it, puts it in the basket pops it in the basket, not like by the basket. So that's not too bad. Um, but, you know, uh, someone said as well, beard hair in the sink. Yes, I get it. He, he sometimes trims his beard. Obviously, he cleans up after, but there's always something left. And it's just annoying. Like, there's beard hairs everywhere in this house. I do love his beard, so it's okay. I forgive him. But honestly, it's so annoying. Someone said as well, putting dirty, sweaty gym clothes in the laundry basket with the lid on. My husband doesn't go to the gym, so I can't really say much about this. But I can say that it sounds horrible and probably stinks a lot. Um, but yeah, like there's, I don't really know where they come up with these things. And I often think that they do it on purpose. Like leaving things by the dishwasher instead of inside the dishwasher you know also he leaves the living room a mess when we go to bed and I like to tidy up before we go to bed and he just goes why are you going to tidy up we're going to mess it up again tomorrow morning that doesn't make sense to me I, I need things clean I need things tidy I need things organized I don't care what's going to happen tomorrow I don't care what's going to happen in the next 30 seconds he needs to be clean for me to enjoy and go to bed in peace and wake up in the morning and my house is tidy. You know, does anyone else feel like this? I'll be honest, I had to take a little break there. I had to have my antibiotics and let me tell you, amoxicillin tastes like shit and smells horrible. Not great to have when you're pregnant. But in the meantime, I've had quite a few uh, more <laughs> annoying things that their husbands or partners do um, that again, I can relate. They're all the same breed, aren't they? So let's go. Long toilet breaks, especially when they have kids. Yes, I can relate to that. My husband often has to go for a poo, especially when my son is having a tantrum. And he just stays there for half an hour to an hour, enjoying his time and scrolling down his whatever Instagram or whatever he's watching, NFTs, crypto, I don't know what guys do nowadays, bets, whatever. Um, also, pretending to listen. Yeah, everyone, all of them do that. And then they say, what did you say? What was I supposed to do with this? Whatever. Pisses me off. How, how can we remain calm with stuff like that? We can't. Let's be real. Um, taking ages to do what we ask. Yeah. Like, do they not understand that when we ask for something, we want it there and then. Like if I ask for something to be cleaned or something to be washed, or if I ask for an ice cream, it's not I'll do it in a minute or I'll go and get it in a minute. It's okay, yes, I'm going now. That's what we want. If a man's listening to this, and if my husband is listening to this in the living room, this is what I want. You get up, you go, you do it, you bring me the ice cream. You know, that's, you know... I'm pregnant, so ice cream is like my thing. Uh, another thing, oh, makes a mess when they're cooking. Yes, I love when my husband cooks because obviously it gives me a little break, but the kitchen just stays a big mess. And obviously I just can't wait until he tidies up. I just crack on and do it. Because if I leave it for like two, three or four hours, it'll eventually go there and clean, you know. 
but I can't wait all that long. I just have to tidy up. So yeah, that's a bad one as well for us. And then there's someone here that says they think they know it all. Yeah, they do. But then you know what happens? We make them think that they know it all. Then we give them an idea, but very subtle. We give them the idea. And then they think they have the idea. That happens quite often around here. Don't know if it happens in your household, but it happens quite a lot around here. And then uh, last one, someone said, they ask, he asks what the children need. I'm sure they just know if the bum stinks and it needs changing. I mean, I have to say my husband is quite good with Matthias. He's always hand, full hands on, but especially now that I'm pregnant and I can't really do a lot because I'm short of breath or Matthias is very crazy and wants to kick me everywhere. Uh, but I get it. Uh, but this goes with anything else, not just kids, just things around the house, things that are obvious that they could do, but they simply decide to ignore. And that leads me to something else. I knew, I know I said the other one was the last one, but it isn't because it's just this that I've just said remind me, you know, I don't know if you have this system, but over here, I pop things on the stairs so that when one of us goes upstairs, the first one that goes upstairs just grabs it and takes it. Okay, often it's me, but very often my husband is the first one going upstairs. And I'm sure it like they have this ability of just not seeing things in front of their eyes. And he literally walks past it, goes upstairs and doesn't take it with him. And it can be something as big as the laundry basket. It doesn't have to be like something small. Sometimes the laundry basket is there. Uh, with clean laundry to take upstairs to put away. And he just doesn't see it, so he says. So that's the one and the last one. And I am going to leave it there because this is already 26 minutes long. And you know what? I'm doing this podcast thing, but I ain't paying for it yet. So I only have two hours to use per month. So that gives me three 30-minute episodes. So three, no, four 30-minute episodes. So that's what we're working with. And I think it's more than enough. But anyway, yeah, we're going to finish off. I hope you enjoyed the chat. I'm going to edit this and re-listen. And hopefully it won't be too bad. And as usual, I just hope you took something out of it or that it made you laugh or it made you chill for like 30 minutes of your day if you've had a stressful day at work or maybe that it gave you a nice ride to work in the morning whenever you're listening to this. I'm just going to go and enjoy a bit more of silence um, whilst my son is sleeping and I'm just going to enjoy my clean house. Have I told you that everything is just spotless, including the bathroom and that no one is allowed to go in the family bathroom because that's going to be my mum and dad's. So I wanted spotless, like a better than a hotel, hotel room for them tomorrow. So no one is allowed in that one. Everything that is misplaced needs to go back in place. This house needs to be spotless for my mum and my dad because I just want to make them proud. <laughs> I mean, this is weird, but like, yeah, I feel like I'm also in a very nesting mode because I keep thinking that baby girl's going to arrive this week. It's just a feeling I have. Might be completely wrong, but if it does happen, I will let you know. So yeah, hope you enjoy this podcast. Hope you carry on listening to the next few episodes and if you ever have any suggestions just 
tell me on Instagram, I'd love some. Anything else you want me to chat about? If you don't follow me on Instagram, I'm at the Mummysaurus. There's lots of things going on around there, so just go and have a look. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on whichever platform you're listening to. And that's it. See you next week. Bye.